Aika, Adarna Millennial Written and read by Trina Varilia Adarna is a mystical bird from the Philippine folklore which can cure ailments of the body and mind through its singing. When it sings, the colors of its feathers change and its voice captures the hearts of those listening to it. My short story is inspired by two lady singers of the Philippines whose voices have been my muses. They are Regine Velasquez and Marcet Amon. This story, as always, is dedicated to God's greatest gifts to me, the people I love, especially my family. Dressing Room of the Music Museum, August 2018 A pair of red eyes were staring back at her. Aika couldn't believe that it was her eyes she was looking at on the mirror. Well, technically, those eyes aren't really mine, she thought. The same thing goes with her hair, which was dyed red, and the red dress she was wearing covered with beads. Tonight, nothing of what she's wearing reflected who she was. She looked like the image of the songs that she was going to sing. It was all part of the act, except for the voice. The voice she had promised herself would always be genuine, always hers, and she'll make sure that the way she relates to her audience would always be as herself as well. Hairdressers and makeup artists were under the pump, making sure that the backup singers and musicians were all dressed for their part. Dress coordinators were lining up the clothes and accessories Aika has to wear during the show. Tonight, they were doing a concert for a small elite audience who paid big money to be there. Aika, like a good girl, sat still on the high rotating chair that allowed artists to do their art on her and on her dress. Johnny, the head makeup artist, swung the high chair to the left such that Aika was now facing the side of the room where the patio was. Aika saw the artist going in and out of the room through the sliding glass. Most of them were going out so that they could hurriedly puff their e-cigarettes once or twice, after in which they go back again to work. Although supposedly there were no nicotine in those e-cigarettes, their manager, Dennis, strictly prohibited anyone from using them during preparations. He said that too much smoke, even if it was water, will blind them. What I don't want to happen, Dennis had said, is that we miss a certain spot on Aika's hair or dress because we are not able to see it through the smoke. Reluctantly, everyone had nodded because they all knew what was at stake. Johnny swung Aika's chair to the right, making Aika again face herself on the mirror. There they were again, red eyes. They were contact lenses, of course, 
But Aika amusingly thought about what Dennis said and wondered what would happen if only one piece of the lens was placed on her. Hmm, I'd be going out with one red eye and the other black, Aika thought. Photos will have been taken and news will travel fast. So would people say red and black lenses are in or would they laugh at her? Amongst the busy buzz of the people around her, Aika saw her personal assistant Olive sitting on one side of the room and having snippets of conversations with the people around her. At this time, Olive was on the bench, having done the things which she needed to do. That is one of my favorite things about my job, Olive had told Aika one time, having time to relax while watching others do their work. And still, I get paid for it. Then, Aika would give her the look, because she was the one paying Olive. That night, however, Aika noticed how Olive was preoccupied with her phone. It was as if she was waiting for something, someone to send her a message. Then, when Olive got it, who knows what it was, an email, a text, or a message? Olive stood up right away and gave Aika her mischievous smile. Aika's face was blank. Olive pointed to the exit door and mouthed the words, One hour. She wanted to leave the dressing room for one hour. Aika shook her head and mouthed, Too long. Olive gave a fake pout and walked towards Aika. You're supposed to be here to support me, Aika said. To answer all my whims? If you go, who would... Oh, come on, Aika, please. Olive pleaded. Okay, fine, Aika said, giving in. But one hour is too long. 30 minutes then? Olive asked. Aika reluctantly nodded. 30 minutes max, she said. Plus, you have to tell me all about that, Okay. Olive hugged Aika. She was very grateful. This was evident by the way she started swaying her hips in a dance-like motion. Aika then noticed from whom the message came from. It said Timothy, and the profile photo was familiar to Aika. Auckland, New Zealand, September 2017 for the last two hours, Timothy had been half listening to classical music from YouTube. He was rather focused on keying in some ideas for the next day's presentation. Then the playlist in YouTube ended, and so he maximized his browser and was about to choose another playlist. He was about to type in Johann Sebastian Bach when he noticed a suggested video on the side. Oh, singers from the Philippines, he thought. Let me watch one. He was supposed to click on the third video, but for some reason, he accidentally clicked on the first one, but decided to watch it anyway. Well, semi-watch it. After clicking on the video, he stood up and went to the kitchen. Then a sweet voice came out of the computer speakers. At first, 
he didn't notice the voice thinking too much about his presentation. But as he poured water to his glass, the sweet voice became more distinct, singing a sad love song. He turned to face the monitor, and there she was. Timothy was mesmerized that he didn't notice he was still holding the glass to his mouth, even though there were no water from it. He slowly walked towards his computer. When the song ended, he put the glass on the table beside the keyboard. He felt a little bit lightheaded, and he asked himself, Who, who was that? What is that song? He went on to look at the description. It said, Cloud Dreams by Aika. Surely, Timothy said to himself, the voice is not perfect. He didn't know what he was thinking, really. He just couldn't believe that he was affected by just a short time. He was not a lover of songs, but why did this one catch his soul? Timothy then began to type Aika's name on the YouTube search bar, and he had tried to watch all the videos he could find at night researching, asking himself if it was water he just drank or alcohol. From one video, he went to another, then another, then another. He felt like a hungry listener. At one point, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Should he close his eyes as he listened? Or should he watch the video and listen? He never knew what the answer to that question should be. That night, Timothy tried to sleep, but he found himself waking up and asking questions. How can she handle the emotions behind these songs? How can she sing them as if she had experienced them all? How can she sound as if the songs were specially made for her? The songs were ringing in his mind, and everyone was perfect, except that video that plays in between, asking the listeners to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It was too distracting because it was too loud. Okay, Timothy said to himself, feeling sleepy. I'll comment on that tomorrow. Timothy then thought he was about to sleep, but realized he couldn't. Not with that task in his head. So he stood up, got his phone, and started putting a comment for the playlist. Everything is perfect, he started. But is it possible to? And he made all these suggestions, but didn't post a comment right away. He read and reread it, rewrote it, until it was perfect, and then he posted the comment. After posting, he switched off his phone and stared at his dark surroundings. Did I just do that? He spoke out loud. Did I just do that? He shook his head disbelievingly. Who is this lady? Timothy had surprised himself. Why would he care for this complete stranger? At the hotel room after Aika's concert, August 2018. 
Aika had just taken a hot shower in her hotel room. She ordered in a few drinks and some food. She laid on her bed, looking at the ceiling. Well, that's a great concert, she thought. She was tired, but as always, she had to relive what happened and the songs she sang. It seemed to have been perfect, and yet she couldn't help but remember that image on Olive's phone. The door chime sounded, and Aika was surprised. Who would do that at this time of the day? She checked her phone. It was 2 a.m., and Olive had been calling her, but her phone was in silent mode. Aika! It was Olive at the door, trying not to shout, but her whisper was really loud. Aika got up and went to open the door. Olive gave out a huge smile and hugged Aika. Again, congratulations! That was great! After the concert, a lot of the audience had stayed to get a glimpse and of selfies with Aika. A dinner night was also organized so that some of them could have full conversations with her. It was busy for all of them, and Olive was not able to congratulate Aika earlier. After the congratulations, Olive entered the hotel room and then went straight to where the food was. She began eating. Aika knew the move very well from Olive. The truth was, their relationship wasn't just professional. Aika and Olive were good friends, even before all this happened. When Aika's career was developing... Olive had been there, arranging gigs for her. When a big break happened, Aika had asked Olive to join her as a personal assistant. Aika was glad Olive accepted. Spill it, Aika told Olive. What happened? Where did you go? I'm starting to think I'm not your best friend anymore. You still are, Olive playfully said, shaking her head. So tell me about it. What are you doing tomorrow? Olive asked, then look at her watch. I mean, today. Aika shook her head. She had no plans for that day. Timothy will be bringing Edward along, Olive said with a glint in her eyes. Aika looked puzzled. Well, I met a new friend, Olive started, at Instagram. Aika's puzzled look turned into suspicion. His name is Timothy, Olive continued. He is a nice guy. You met him in Instagram, Olive, Aika said as a matter of fact. We've been friends for what? A year now almost, Olive defended herself. Okay. Well, I think it started out with him being your fan and all, Olive admitted. But we got past that and we're friends now. Just like that, Aika asked. Yep, just like that, Olive replied. And he's going to bring Edward along. And who is this Edward? Aika, Olive said, a little disappointed. You don't know who Edward is? Olive was staring at her, expecting something. Oh gosh, Aika thought. This is one of those test of friendship moments when Aika has to know what's in Olive's mind. Otherwise, Aika won't be able to escape at least a week of guilt trip from Olive. So Aika searched her memories. 
Who is this Edward? Who is Edward? Ed Pixels? Asked Aika, unsure but really wanting that it be him. Olive gave Aika a big hug. It was at that time Aika understood. Ed Pixels was Olive's hero of heroes, as Olive said many times. Apparently, he was a photographer from New Zealand who fell in love with the Philippines and had to stay there. He took wonderful photos and posted them on his Instagram. Olive kept on following him at first simply because he shares all his photography techniques. He is very accommodating. Olive had told Aika one time. He answers my questions on camera techniques. And have you seen this? And Olive would show Aika photos taken by Ed Pixels, then would explain how it was taken by Edward and the challenges that he had to go through to take that photo. Aika would listen, understanding only 50% of it and remembering perhaps 5%. So, Aika said, they're friends. What a coincidence. Not really, Olive said. Timothy said that Edward is a friend of a friend of a friend. And because Timothy knew I'm practically in love with Edward, he got to know him. They both are from New Zealand. Now that's the coincidence part. So, Olive asked, are you coming? Sure, Aika replied. I'd like to meet this Edward and this Timothy. Oh, you've met Timothy, Olive said simply. Aika gave a questioning look at Olive. Remember that time when you signed that parking ticket? And also that time when you were at a dinner and a young girl sang for you? Olive asked. Aika again searched her memories. It would have been easy to forget these things, but she remembered them all right. Just because when they happened, Olive was there, telling her to just go through with it. Inside the Mall, Philippines, December 2017 Timothy had a mission that day. His trip to the Philippines was usually mainly to visit his family. But ever since discovering Ika's voice, He knew that he had to listen to her, and that's the reason why he was there at the mall in Manila. He had forgotten that Manila was known for heavy traffic. He did leave his place very early as he was planning to go around shops for some stuffs for his relatives. But plans had to change. There was heavy traffic, and he knew he would be arriving late. By the time he arrived at the parking lot, His legs were tired. He was driving a manual vehicle in the Philippines when he was used to an automatic in New Zealand. As soon as he found a place to park the car, he hurriedly went off and went inside the mall. Where was he supposed to go? Honestly, he thought he'd arrive hours before the thing even started, that he thought he'd have time to look for it. But no, now he has to hurry. Then he heard it, Aika's voice. It was strong yet sweet, echoing on the walls and ceiling and finding its way to his head and heart. 
he started following the music, enchanted by the song. He started walking towards it, a sound of light. He thought he was ready to listen to this voice live, but no. Again, he was captured. As far as he was concerned, there were no other sounds around him. There were no other things. It was just that distinct voice, a divine musical instrument on its own, and he knew that he has to go there. And yet his whole body was mesmerized. He stood there, frozen on his tracks. It was as if it was only his heart and that voice. After the first song, Timothy realized that he had to run before Aika started her second song. Otherwise, he would just have to stay where he was. As he ran, he felt an excitement as if he's heading towards an adventure. He felt like a boy and gave him delight although he couldn't understand it. Then he was there and there she was, a beautiful lady indeed, but she wasn't glowing like a magical creature nor did she have wings. Timothy had to shake his head in disbelief. Surely he didn't expect to see an enchanted woman there. But then, in his heart, he knew that he was. But he felt relieved that she wasn't. After all songs were sang, as expected, the audience clamored for more. Aika did sing one last song, and then there was a thunderous applause. When that was done, one of the organizers gave instructions on how to go about autograph signing. Soon, there was a long line. It was at this time when Timothy felt a pat on the shoulder. Timothy? Olive asked. Yes, Timothy smiled. I was late. I couldn't believe it. Heavy traffic. It was the first time Timothy and Olive met, but they seemed to be very familiar with each other. Oh, don't you have heavy traffic in New Zealand? Olive asked sarcastically. We do, Timothy said, but only if there is a herd of sheep on the road. Olive looked at him strangely. Sorry, Timothy said. It's a joke because they say we have more sheep than people. Anyway, you think I can get her autograph? Olive nodded. Sure. Do you have her album? I was supposed to be here early to purchase. Okay, I've got one here, Olive said. Wait here, I'll let her sign it. Olive, Timothy whispered. May I do that? You want to go through that line? Olive pointed at the long line running towards the stage. Yeah, Timothy replied. Plus, I don't want to be unfair to them. He was referring to the people in the line. Olive stared at him. Well, if you really don't want to be unfair, you should get and purchase something worth more than 1,500 pesos from any of the stores. Before Olive even finished her statement, Timothy went inside the record store and returned with the receipt. I bought a handful of albums, but they're out of stock. I can get them later. But I can get yours, right? Just so, just so I can let her sign it? Olive sighed and with disbelief, but nodded. Here you go, she said, giving the album. And I have to leave, okay? I have work to do. Timothy nodded, and so he waited in line. After a long time of waiting, and when it was Timothy's turn, 
he heard the two little girls at the back of him arguing. I'm older. I should let her sign this, one girl said. Oh, but I liked her first, the other girl said. Timothy turned around. It was clear they were siblings, and the mother who was beside them just looked at them helplessly. The younger of the two girls was about to cry, but before she could, Timothy said, Hey, do you both want to be singers? Both girls nodded. And you both like Aika? Timothy continued asking. Both girls nodded. Here you go, Timothy said, giving his album to the little girl who didn't have one. The mother looked at Timothy. Oh, you don't have to. I mean, I really got one for them. It's okay. This one was free. Somebody gave it to me, Timothy reassured the lady. Then Timothy heard the organizer's voice. Hey, sir, it's your turn. My turn? Timothy thought. Then realizing that he just gave away the thing that Aika was supposed to be signing, he rummaged his pocket for anything he could get his hands on. He only had one piece of paper there, his parking ticket. Timothy felt a bit embarrassed, but it seemed that Aika was looking at him. He had to go, so he did. When he was there, he put the parking ticket on the table. Aika stared at it for a few seconds, then looked at Timothy, puzzled. Um, Tim, Timothy said. Aika looked around her and saw a glimpse of Olive. She showed the parking ticket to Olive, who just coaxed her to sign it anyway, and so she did. Aika then looked at Timothy and said, Here you go, Tim. End of part one. For part two, make sure you're subscribed so that you could continue listening in. Bye and see you next time.